This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Monday. I hope you're all having a blessed and a very productive afternoon and you're ready to share the latest or ready to listen to what is the latest that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and around the world. It is a sunny day right here in the heart of Sharjah and a sunny day right here in the Pulse 95 studios. Yes, indeed, 100%. It is very sunny in Sharjah and very sunny, well, not in the studios, but my eyes are very sensitive today. And I'm wearing sunglasses indoors. Sensitive to the light. Yes, I don't know what's going on. But you know what is also very sensitive, ladies and gentlemen? Twitter, because they have suffered a partial outrage in making users unable to send DMs. This is actually, the, th- I think, the fourth outage that Twitter has mm. suffered from in less than f- about four weeks, let's say a month. And they just had an outage on Saturday. So mm. to have another one happen yesterday as well, what's going on Twitter? But we're also going to be talking about something good that is happening for all Android users and people who use Google phones because Google's nearby share will mm. soon be available for group trans- transfers. So people can actually airdrop to multiple people at the same time. Yes, and we all know Albert Einstein, right? Well, we're talking about an AI-driven audio clone that is going to give a voice to Einstein. So if you don't know how Einstein sounds, well, soon enough you will be. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show as well, one of the most interesting gadgets that I have ever laid eyes upon. Because hmm. <laughs> it's a literal eye that is watching you wherever you go. We're going to be talking about a webcam that looks like a real eye. It even feels like a real eye it has artificial skin that is very similar to what we would find on human beings mm. will it be as effective as we think it is and would it be something that you would go ahead and use yes and uh, if you like apples and you're you're hungry you know it's it's about <laughs> to come time and uh, you want to order some time. I mean or yeah right and uh, you're saying, hey, listen, I want some apples, yeah. right? You, you go on to Talabat or whatever, Zomato, I don't know, Deliveroo, and you order some apples, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy comes and he gives you the bag, you open it, and you find an iPhone, an Apple iPhone. I'd be so happy. Like, how do you like them apples? <laughs> lots and lots is a story right here on the show, so make sure you keep Pulse95 locked, and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Now, during that song, you, were, you kept hearing the word, came here for love, came here for love. But uh, someone was not coming for love on Twitter. <laughs> because Twitter has been suffering a partial outage and making users unable to send DMs. Now, Twitter did go down in the U.S. and the microblogging platform did say it was working on a fix to have an issue. Because I think it does have an issue with its servers. Now, Twitter users, especially those on the East Coast of the U.S., did have problems with page loading and were unable to send tweets and even direct messages. Now, tweets may not be loading for some of you. We're working on a fixing a problem and you'll be back on the timeline soon. And that was with a tweet from Twitter on Twitter, believe it or not. I mean, how can I see the tweet if Twitter is down for me? <laughs> well, lots of people have actually been complaining that this is not the first time Twitter has gone through an outage this month. Alone this month, I think this is the fourth outage that Twitter has gone through and... The latest one of it all being yesterday and then mm-hmm. earlier on Saturday at about 4.05 a.m. People were complaining that they can't tweet whenever they try to refresh. It tells them that it's unable to refresh. And Twitter's 
team did acknowledge this outage. They tried fixing it on Saturday. It was fixed for a bit and then it went out again on Sunday. And a website that tends to monitor different application outages, which is known as Down Detector, was showing a massive spike in problems when it comes to using the social media platform. Nearly 40,000 users were suffering from issues, loading, or even just like you mentioned, Hani, sending out DMs. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, Twitter is a very important part of a lot of people's lives. Why? Because Twitter is used to gather information. A lot of people use Twitter to know what's happening, the latest news, the latest Mm. updates, whether it's football, politics, sports, whatever it is, Twitter is the place. Now, when someone says, oh, something's happening in the world, let me check Instagram. No one says that. (laughs) Oh, something's happening in the world, let me check Facebook. Also, no one says that. Oh, something's happening in the world, let me go and check Twitter. A lot of people say that. A lot of people do have the updates. And I mean, it is a fact because US US President Donald Trump was always on Twitter Mm -hmm. to give people the news and to give people and update them. And Twitter was a very big, uh, played a very big role in the presidential election of 2020. But this just goes to show that when Twitter is down, it is a problem. And uh, again, I I don't know why they keep getting down. I mean, they keep saying it's a server issue or maybe they're having an external attack, but they Mm, don't want to say it. That's a good speculation. And it's crazy, you know, going back to the point that you mentioned how whenever something... Whenever something goes wrong, you immediately go for Twitter. Back in the day, people used to check news outlets. And Mm. now it's like, if the news outlet isn't on the social media platform, it's not on Twitter, then we're just not going to find out, you know? We trust... It's sad how people trust social media platforms more than they trust news outlets, let's say. Unless the news outlet that they're checking is on the platform itself, which is, again, part of the reason why we're constantly right here in the UAE. Governments are calling for us to constantly check only official accounts and take the word from them because it's so easy for misinformation to spread on social media platforms and social media platforms can let us down at times as well. Yes, me personally, if there's any news happening in the UAE, especially Sharjah, I will go and check Sharjah News first. I'll see what's happening, what Sharjah News does have to say, as it is an official... Uh, news outlet for Sharjah. And they're Sharjah. available on Twitter. Yeah, available on yeah. Twitter, Instagram, and uh, I mean, why not? You know, if there's anything happening Sharjah Major, Sharjah News will cover it, and that's why that is my go-to news outlet. If I do need to get news from Sharjah, if I need to get news about the whole UAE, I do have another another outlets, for example, Wham, mm. and Wham is available also on Twitter. True. Sharjah News is available on Twitter. So we're looking at Twitter being a different median or a different kind of, uh, uh, of, of pay, a passageway for different types of news when it does come to just in general if you want to kind of give out information to anyone who needs it absolutely let us know where do you get your trusted information do you go to news outlets do you go to news outlets on twitter Mm -hmm. instagram facebook which social media platform is your favorite coming up on the show we're going to be talking all about google also very soon supporting Mm -hmm. nearby share for group transfers but Omnia, you know what I want to be? What do you want to be? I want to be young again. Young again? Yeah, I well, feel like I'm getting too old. <laughs> you are young. Gonna though. get married, have kids. Oh my God. <sighs> young again. Ramadan reflection. Ramadan Kareem. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. On a day-to-day basis, we tend to rely on AirDrop for iPhone users and nearby Share for Android users. It is the usual that people tend to revo- re- 
not revolt to, but reuse over and over again whenever they want to share files, whether they were photos, music, you name it. It's very easy to use as long as someone is within your Bluetooth range. So what Google has decided to do is a little bit of an upgrade to what Apple has for iPhone users because there are many speculations that Google's nearby share will soon support group transfers for Android users. And I must say, for the first time, I'm impressed by Android. <laughs> yes, I mean, they do want to share multiple files to multiple people at once. They also did say that Google is changing the feature's device visibility policy to allow you to share files with anyone nearby rather than only with nearby contacts. And this feature is already yeah, uh, implemented in Apple. in Apple. You can share it to anyone in your vicinity who is in you and your connectivity. Mm. But with Google, you didn't have that. But now with Google Play Services version 21, 15, and 12, they, we will be actually seeing that and we will be seeing to get the group transfer feature working. And we will also be seeing a few changes to the device visibility policy settings, which I do think is very good. Why? Yeah. Because that way you'll have a more of a flexibility wise when it does come to sending files to people who have Android. If I have an iPhone anytime, most of the time, back in university, I'm like, hey, I'll airdrop you this PDF, I'll airdrop mm. you this. When I have my laptop, I'll airdrop something uh, from my laptop, someone else's laptop. So having this type of feature with the nearby share is very important, especially to a broad number of people in a group. 100%. But what I think is a little disappointing is that nearby share will support connecting to a maximum of four other devices, but it can only transfer to one device at a time, which is different than what we see with iPhone. If I'm not mistaken, with iPhone, you can click on multiple devices at once and it will be sending it all at the same time. So it's it's and it's sad that it's only four. Why not more? You know, it's there's just a lot of uh, a lot of hindrance when it comes to using nearby share in Android. But th it is a good step towards the right <laughs> and on the right path. And there are a lot of hints that have been given to us over the past few months that do show that there will be a group support coming to nearby share. The feature is not yet available, but you can go ahead and test it out on version 21, 15, 12 of Google Play services. And it does seem that a lot of devices have already been using it and loving it. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, I do believe that this would be very good and very handy if you have a gathering and you just yeah. took 400 pictures of you and your friends. Mm. And then you're like, hey, send me it. I'm like, bro, I don't want to send you like I'm not going to send you. And then I'm going to send him. I got to yeah. select all 400 times. But now. What you have to do is just select once and you send it to the four people and let the four people others send them to other 18 <laughs> people. Who cares? But let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Have you been waiting for a nearby share feature? The Google nearby share feature. And I want to know if you're an Android or Apple user. Mm, that's a great question. Let's see who wins on Future Talk. Who has more? Uh, Apple phones or iPhones versus who has more Android phones. Coming up on the show, we still have lots to share with you. We're going to be talking about soon enough, we can have Einstein's voice become a part of many advertisements, videos, you name it, using deepfake technology. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Riddle me this, riddle me that. 
riddle me this and riddle me that. Now, you should have known by now what time it is. It is riddle time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been talking about riddles all Ramadan. Fawazir, that Omnia likes to call it. Yeah, they're Ramadan riddles and they're a very big part of our tradition. Wherever you live, if you celebrate Ramadan, I'm sure you must have heard of all those riddles. And let me tell you, honey, they've been so nice to try and get our sleeping brains functioning again. Yesterday's riddle was one of my favorites and I'm so happy I actually got it right. Yep. Um, if I remember it correctly, it was it was something about knocking. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday uh, I got it right as well and it was uh, the riddle was when you use me, I leave traces, knock me in but my head is always out. Who am I? Mm-hmm. And it was a nail or a pin and I got it right. I, I thought I right said too. it was a nail Yes. And uh, yeah, but uh, today. A lot of people was, were actually getting it right. So make sure you keep texting in your answers at 4215 Do It But today's riddle is a very, very interesting one. One that I don't think I, I have any answer for as of right now. Yeah, well, uh, the question is what's inside and outside gives you light but does not let you hide? What is mm. it? Say it one more time. What's inside and outside gives you light? but doesn't let you hide. What is it? You have until 9.30 today, ladies and gentlemen, every day, 9.30, to give in your answer because Evening Karak will be announcing it just after 9.30 and you do have a chance to win 500 dirhams. It's happening every day, by the way. Yes, it's happening every day. Evening Karak is live from 8 to 10 p.m. and you can catch the right answer and see if you're the lucky winner for that 500 dirhams. Keep texting in your answers. We've been getting phenomenal answers all of yesterday and... Today's riddle is one that I actually, I, I don't have any hints or tips for because I've been thinking about it all day. But yeah. you know what else I've been thinking about? Mm. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Well. Yes. Because <laughs> Albert Einstein, any any person who knows him knows he's one of the smartest humans that have ever lived on this planet. But now we have a chance to hear his voice once again because an AI-driven audio cloning startup is giving voice to Einstein's chatbot. So very soon, Albert Einstein may just start selling us our pizzas, our cars, any theories out there. (laughs) We will soon be listening to them by the voice of Albert Einstein. So you'll need to basically clean up your ears a little bit because Deepfake is coming to town and they are ready to get a lot of voices that have long been either dead or just not used back to life again. Now, we do know that deepfakes have been used a lot over the years. Deepfakes are very, very, very uh, advanced now. Before they started back in the 2012 uh, US presidential election Mm -hmm. with Barack Obama on Facebook, Mm -hmm. deepfakes, that was all the way back in 2012. And now, ladies and gentlemen, nine years later, 10 years later, we're seeing it being used on Albert Einstein. Now, they do say that the digital Einstein is intended to showcase for what will soon be possible with obviously conversational social commerce, which is a fancy way of basically saying deepfakes that make historical figures that will probably be trying to sell you pizza, just like Omnia said. And industrial watchers have actually warned about this and saying that maybe it isn't as ethical as it seems. Now, the whole issue of ethic, whether it's ethical or not, comes in the right time because with deepfake for those of you who don't know with deepfake videos it's basically getting someone else's words or someone else's voice completely mimicking your facial expressions and sometimes even the same voice so with barack obama's video that was trending you can actually hear his voice you can see him mouthing the words but these words aren't his and the same thing is now happening with albert einstein 
It's his voice. It's his intonation. It's the same pitch, but it's just not his words. And how the way they do it is very interesting. So they use 3D character rendering components to create a digital version of any human being. So a digital version of Hani with the same voice as him, with the same shape as him, mm-hmm. but just saying different words. And this time it's a digital version of uh, Einstein saying... In, in the video that yeah. we saw, he was saying different things related to philosophy and physics, mm-hmm. but he could basically say anything and everything. He could sell yeah. you your pizza, your car, you name yeah. it. Now, we've been seeing deepfakes uh, being used more and more, ladies and gentlemen, lately. Now, there's actually someone on TikTok mm. who has a TikTok account uh, dedicated to Tom Cruise deepfake. Right, mm. and he'll do, uh, and and he has millions of followers, and yeah. it's a deep fake of Tom Cruise, and he'll be jumping, dancing, singing, doing whatever. <laughs> same voice as Tom Cruise, same face as Tom Cruise, looks exactly like Tom Cruise, but it's not Tom Cruise. And I mean, big deep fakes are getting easier and easier to obtain. Yeah. And again, the, the the startup does say that they're using this. Uh, historical figures because they want to use it for educational purposes yes they don't want to make a, a monetary gain out of it but i mean uh, obviously when we the more we go into technology the more that we will see more ethicalness and we have to we have to see our morals whether or not uh they, they, they go with it or not yeah appropriate with it or not but we want to know your guys thoughts though 4215 do a slap or on instagram at pulse 95 radio would you think it would be ethical to use someone's uh, a historical person just like Albert Einstein yeah. to sell products. Mm. I think with deepfake technology, it's it's a double-edged sword. It could be used for the right purposes, just like you mentioned, educational, um, even health purposes, you name it. You can have very significant voices catch the ear of the listener, you know, catch someone's attention. But it could also be used for all the wrong purposes, just like we mm. saw with Barack Obama, Albert, uh, not Albert Einstein, but any uh, celebrity a, there out lot, there. Yeah. Politicians. Yeah, politicians. And recently, we've actually seen one application that has gone viral that mm-hmm. has been showing people mm-hmm. how easy it is to create deepfake videos. If you want to check it out, it's womb.ai. I think it's yeah. womb AI. It's very fun to use. You can basically get any friend you have, any just put in their picture and they can start singing. Yeah, I mean, I've used it a lot on my friends. And actually, I've been uh, the, the puppet for a lot of them, they were making me <laughs> sing weird things. Let's know your guys' thoughts, though. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about... My favorite story for today. We're talking about a webcam that looks like an eye, like an actual eye. I guess uh, it's uh, meant to be. <laughs> this is Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. This is the story I have been waiting so patiently to talk about because it's one of the gadgets that I've... It caught me... Caught my attention. But caught it, my eye. It caught my eye. <laughs> That's the one I was looking for. Because it, it's it's a literal eye, honey. We're talking about a webcam that looks like an eye and it keeps an eye on you and everyone else in the room. It's freaky, to say the least. It's very, very creepy. Uh... The, the, the feel of the webcam itself is very realistic. So it feels like human sing- skin, artificial human skin. There's even little hairs that are there to showcase the eyebrows. There are eyelashes, a green eyeball, a pupil. Oh, you name it. And it just it sits there. It's one eye. It sits on the edge of your laptop, edge of your desktop. And wherever you look, it looks at you. No thanks. It's creepy, isn't it? I mean, uh, it, it looks uh, 
cool because uh, we have the technology to mimic a whole eye and eyebrow and mm. eyelash and eyelid and, blinks, and everything. Looks around, and uh, it, it will detect you when you're when, when you're moving around your yeah. your home. Have that eye cam, uh, uh, webcam in, but at the same time, I mean, it's an eye. <laughs> I think it's a very cool way to have your Zoom meetings. If you feel lonely, just get a webcam like this, and bam, you have company right near your eyes, quite literally. Creepy, man. <laughs> it is very, very I'm creepy. I'm zooming into the eye, and the eyes looking back at me. <laughs> now, I mean, a lot of people obviously do think this is cool, just like Omnia. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I do understand it's cool, but to me, I mean, it just feels weird because I always have, I stay up to like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. and just have it like looking at looking at me, you know, like sleeping on the side of my monitor yeah. and looking at me. <laughs> like, hey, what you doing? What you watching? I'm looking at you wherever you go. And it's, it's so realistic, b- the way it functions and even the way it looks. But it's also there for a reason. So many digital eyes and ears are on us right now, whether we're looking at it physically like this webcam or even... Figuratively, surveillance cameras are watching us wherever we go, and one researcher have decided to make it seem that way. So he wanted to reflect how much eyes are on us nowadays with this webcam. So researcher Mark Taser actually created a device which he gave synthetic flesh and a moving eyeball, completed with brows and lashes, and he called it the eye cam very mm. creative <laughs> very very creative it's not like uh, it actually means yeah. eye <laughs> cam webcam i mean now a lot of people are saying because of the pandemic human to human interaction i mean i don't really care how long i go out with i go without human interaction i'm not going to put an eyeball on my uh, desktop my desktop or my computer or whatever i mean it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. It's weird, but it has a lot of aspects and features that I think are pretty cool. So uh, just like a normal webcam, it can actually uh, help you. It helps t- transfer your image to any of your Zoom meetings. It also uh, has very high decision and interpretation. So just like the brain, this device can actually interpret what's happening in its environment. So it has computer vision algorithms that can detect any relevant features and interpret what is happening and this is exactly why it follows you so let's say you moved your position this eye cam will actually move its pupil which has the camera in it to get the right angle of your face on the screen uh, it, it's, it's also very interesting because it gives us a chance to reflect and to think of how far technology has come to this day but also how we're being watched wherever we are you know, just because you don't necessarily pay attention that there's a webcam in the elevator or a webcam in the room doesn't mean that there isn't one. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100% of me, I do, I do agree with it. I just, uh, it's just the design that uh, It's creepy. I creeps agree. Me out. <laughs> Let, Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. 4215, do a slot to our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. You probably haven't seen the eye cam yet, but based off of the description that Omni and I gave you. And head to our Instagram, Pulse95Radio, to check it out. Yeah, based on that and, and the description, would you get your hands mm-hmm. on an eye cam? Our text lines are, are open. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about apples, but not the actual apple. Apple apples. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. You know, honey, when I saw this story, uh, immediately I thought of a random fact that I came across on Instagram. And it was all about the fact that the first ever Apple iPhone, the first ever patent for the iPhone, not the real iPhone, was actually an Apple. It was a literal apple. It was back in December 10, 1985. 
And it was an Apple that uh, like that opened like a flip phone, <laughs> which yeah. is it's it's quite cool because you wouldn't think that you know an Apple would actually yeah. turn into an Apple iPhone. Mm. I mean, I, I'm looking at it, and it looks <laughs> it does look pretty cool actually. And uh, I mean, I think if uh, if this was actually sold, yeah, it would make big bucks. It's like a half eaten apple and a flip phone format. I don't know it's why. Half eaten. Yeah, it's like a not half eaten, like a yeah, bite. It looks just like, like the Apple yeah, logo. Yeah, it looks like the same thing. You got the. I mean, <laughs> I wish I had it to be honest. I don't know why it they didn't like go those through with gums. it. Yes. You know, yes. eat the bubble gum. I don't know why Tim Cook didn't go through with it. Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Didn't go through Tim with Cook it. Tim Cook was a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but you know who else made the most out of apples? An order of apples. One man in the UK. Yes, a man has placed an online order for apples and has found an iPhone inside, and that was happening in the United Kingdom. Now, in an unexpected event, a UK resident who made an online purchase of groceries, including apples, received an Apple iPhone along with his supplies. Now, the 50-year-old who goes by the name of Nick James was gifted a free iPhone SE as a courtesy of an online reward scheme for customers of the UK-based supermarket chain Tesco. Now, I'm not from the UK. I've yeah. never been to the UK. I've been to the UK. I mean, I don't consider it as it was a transit. Yeah. But uh, the number one thing I hear is always from people who live in the UK. Tesco. Tesco. Yes. They love Tesco so much. It's like... <laughs> It's like, it's like a, Sharjah Co-op and Spinney's and yeah, Carrefour. Like yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a huge supermarket chain. It's, like a, it's not even a supermarket. It's like a warehouse. Yes. And before people go and start ordering apples, this is not something everyone is going to get. Not, not, you don't get a free iPhone SE with every order of apples, sadly. But this guy, Nick James, did because he basically orders a lot from Tesco. And over time, his points added up and when he went to go ahead and uh, do the click and collect order he had a little surprise in mm. that bag of apples and other groceries that he bought he got an apple iphone se and what made him excited is that he was actually going to be giving this iphone se to his son and mm. his son was also excited but the uk-based supermarket chain tesco actually randomly selects shoppers for that promotional promotional reward uh, that basically gives an item that someone wants through any order of groceries that they go ahead and make now i wish i got a free iphone se i wish i got a free iphone anything i always have to pay for my iphones <laughs> i mean i wish i go and say hey i want an apple you know i want an apple <laughs> do you have you ever tried apple with peanut butters i love apples yeah and you butter. order apple you order some peanut butter and they're like hey you ordered online right your, your social distancing here's your reward here's an a brand new SE. iphone se <laughs> i mean I think um, the, his son is the one most excited about yes. it. But I mean, this is just goes to show this is a, is a very smart marketing campaign. Yeah. And uh, it's called the Super Substitute Scheme and does aim at replacing a particular item within a shopper's cart with a surprise gift for randomly selected customers. And that original item will be also retained in the cart. I mean, have it's pretty ever, cool. Have you ever won something with like a draw, a lottery, a, I don't yeah. know, a gift at a supermarket? Once. What? Here. At Charger Broadcasting Ooh, Authority. Okay, what yeah. did you win? Thousand dirhams. No way. Yeah, this was back in 2018. That is so cool. Yeah, I won a thousand dirhams. It was uh, a Ramadan uh, riddle, believe it or not. Mm. Or I think yeah, it was it was pre-Ramadan riddles, you know. That is so nice. And they said and they asked a question, and I wrote onto it, and uh, <laughs> I gave it to them, and then at the end of the day, like, hey, honey, you won a thousand dirhams. No way. That's awesome. It's amazing.
Well, times have uh, switched and now we are giving people a chance to win some yes. cash with Ramadan riddles. Evening Karak, 8 to 10 p.m. Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah are uh, going to be giving you a chance to win 500 dirhams in cash if you text in the right yes. answer to 4215 do or ittasalat. It's a very very easy question, but a very intelligent answer. We don't know what the answer is yet, but I've been thinking about it all day. And I and I really want to know the answer because I got yesterday's right. Yeah, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting a lot of text messages, right? And the question one more time for the one time, right? Yes. Is that what's inside and outside? It gives you light, but doesn't let you hide. What is it? Mm, what's, what's inside, inside and yeah. outside? Gives you light, but doesn't let you hide. I thought it was the sun at some it's point. the cops. Is it the cops? Yeah, what you gonna do when they come back? Boys, bad boys. I mean, it's just an amazing song. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have to open the airways for Halftime Show. The only place to be at 3. T-Mai, 5 minutes. The Umar Dude is giving you everything you need to know about what's happening in the sport, fitness, and anything related yes. to your physical health. And it is a time when we all need to be taking care of our physical and mental well-being. We want to wish you a blessed iftar. I know iftar is, there's still some time to go for it, but... It's not bad. Only three hours and 30 minutes left. Only? Yeah. <laughs> some time. But we want to wish you a blessed iftar and a very, very yummy one. Make sure you keep on texting your answers so that you can get a chance to win 500 dirhams. Future Talk team, we'll see you once again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.